Okay, taking a look at the book of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. I'm going to be reading verses 18 through about 23. And what I want to talk to you about and teach on a little bit and preach on is nature revealing God or God clearly seen in nature. You know, that's a subject not preached on very much. And I want to kind of go through this and give you the the wisdom that God gave me on how it works, how nature reveals God to you in a general way. And, and, And why nature... As the scripture says here in just a minute, um, leaves us without excuse about not knowing God. So this is an interesting topic, one that's skipped over because it, you know, we don't really understand. We just think of nature, well, the birds, the water, and the air. Uh, but but we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit better look at this so that we can understand how nature plays a role and how God made nature to play a role in you coming to know Jesus Christ and coming to know God. Okay? So I'm going to read verses 18 through 23, but listen at this. I mean, you know, I think I'm just going to go up, I'm going to go up to 16 because I like that verse so much. For I am not ashamed of the good news about Jesus Christ or the preaching of the cross, for it is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. And this is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Now, keep in mind those two scriptures as I start to read the rest of this. Because this is one of those things that could have been said after you read these following scriptures, which would have gave you a little bit more insight on what this is talking about. But it was said before, and then we're going to hear what they have to say, really. And it's going to pertain a lot to what we just read about the preaching of the cross, okay? And the power of God, the salvation in Jesus Christ by faith. Now listen to this. But God shows His anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Suppressed truth, remember that too. They know the truth about God because God has made it obvious to them. Okay? For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Okay? Yes, they knew God, but they would not worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people, birds, animals, and reptiles. Father in heaven, we pray to you in the name of Jesus. Give us revelation knowledge and give us, Lord God, the the epiphany within our soul of what you're saying here. And we thank you for all that you are and for all that you do. And we ask you to reveal to us Jesus Christ in all ways to our heart. And we ask your blessings on every person here and may your face shine upon the congregation and those that hear this message through the podcast. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So because nature shows God, shows us God, people get confused and their hearts become darkened because nature, which is supposed to show us who God is, people start worshiping nature because they make a mistake. So they start worshiping birds and fish and animals and things instead of worshiping the one who created those things, which was what God intended it to be, a representative of his nature that would lead us to him. But as the devil always does, he takes what God has done and somehow tries to throw a wrench in it and confuse man. And so people begin to worship the earth. This is where you get Wicca and earth worship and, and all these kinds of things and mysticisms of all kinds of ways and things. These are misguided people, as the Scripture says, worshiping nature and not worshiping God, which nature should have led them to God, okay? But they didn't. They got confused. So yesterday, as I was walking on my farm and like I always do, and I, I took a trip down the road that goes through the woods. There's a, it's about a mile trip uh, to, 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 to one field I typically stop at. It goes further than that, but I, I walked this field and I'm watching the turkeys run all around, and I'm watching the deer run all around, and the, and the turkeys are going crazy right now. They're gobbling, and, and it's, it's the season for them. And every, every sound that's heard out there, whether a crow lets loose or a raven cuts loose, or a dog barks somewhere in the distance or anything, a turkey's going to respond to that noise and so they're going off the deep end. But as I'm walking through, through my place, um, in his raw nature where man has not affected it, and I'm looking into the forest and I'm looking into the things that God has laying everywhere like, like an, an artist would do. Everything is perfect in its place even though it is just here, there, and everywhere. For every log that laid upon the forest floor, to every leaf that, that sh shimmered in the wind, to the color of that leaf, to the shape of that leaf, to the leaves that fell down to the ground, to the color of the leaves that were on the ground, to the, to the dirt content, to the bugs that was walking around, I saw God in every single thing. To every track that was made, to every animal that made that track, you somehow get the sense of God when you get out in nature. You get out there and you start seeing things without man's involvement in it. And, and suddenly, God begins to reveal Himself, as we call this, in a general revelation. That's the general revelation of God. Okay? God reveals Himself to us. Um, what we can know about God from creation is this. Humans never discovered God. Let me say that again. Humans never discovered God on their own. God could have kept humans in ignorance concerning His existence, but He chose to reveal Himself in general in nature and then go on to specifically reveal Himself in Scripture and in the life of Jesus Christ. 
This is how this is supposed to work. You're supposed to open your door every morning and whether you live here or not, live in the city or not, or live in the country or not, you're going to hear birds chirping even before you open your door this, this time of year. And you should be able to open your door and say, wow, God. And it's a sad thing that if we live in such a place where nature is kind of left out and it's nothing but a concrete jungle, man, well, then you don't really experience too much of God in that. I wonder sometimes if that's why crime is more accelerated in places like that. Where God is not as revealed and is not as noticed. However, again, it's very important to understand that humans, we didn't discover God. God revealed Himself to you. And He reveals Himself every single day. As you venture out and you go into a place like this and you walk through the trails and you look at the things, ultimately what it should be doing is everyone that I've ever known who has ever walked on that place always says, wow, man, there's something different about this. this man, God is so present here. And that is the way that it is. And God begins to reveal His general self to you in His creation. And there's nothing better than being a Christian and surrounding yourself in wilderness confirmation of God's existence. There's just something about, even in the Scripture, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God put Adam and Eve in a great garden. A great garden He put them in. What? It, just, it, it is an everyday declaration of the existence of God. They could not escape God's awesome awesome presence because of the of his creative nature we look at a painting and when we look at a beautiful painting my, my cousin uh another tribal member gave me this beautiful painting i mean the thing is like this tall by about four or five feet long and it is just gorgeous this native american painting of a mandela and its feathers on it and, and all these kind of things and the brush strokes of that thing, it's, it, you look at something like that and you go, wow, who was the artist that drew such a painting? I showed it to one of my friends down there and, and he looked at it and he goes, wow, man, it just, look at that. The, I mean, they got this close to it. That right there. Oh, that, that, is, that is amazing that they did this like this. Well, if a painting would lead us to an artist, then you've got to know in a general sense when God reveals Himself in nature that everything is just so perfectly put, it has to lead you to, to God. It just has to. Okay? But because God made such certain facts about Himself plain to us, people will someday have to give an account before God of why they chose to ignore His existence and character. So going back to what the scripture says, if he's so obvious in everything that you see out there, then you almost have to on purpose ignore that. You see what I'm saying? Because it should be drawing you to God. I know that some of the most precious times I've spent with, spent with the Lord Jesus Christ has been in a tree stand or, or walking in the woods or hunting 
People say, well, how could, how could, how could something of killing something be so? Because that is the natural order of the way God made things to be. That is how God made things to be. He gave the earth to man to subdue it and take, take care of it and take control of it and to gather food from it. And when you get into the natural order of creation, it does begin to reveal to you something incredible about God, something that you just don't get here in the city. It is more than just dirt and mud and, you know, some people look at it and go, oh, I don't want to get out in that. I want to roll in it. I want to get it all, all my body. I want to walk in it. I want to lay on the forest floor. I want, to, I want to be on it. There was nothing more beautiful. I'll never forget the day. And, and I praised God for it when I seen it. I was deer hunting one day down on Blackwater in this beautiful area down there surrounded by these majestic cliffs that would swallow 25 of these churches just underneath a one of these little canyons. And I'm sitting there and I hear coming from the other side, I hear coming down from the hill. And I mean, you can hear stuff from miles away down there. It sounds like it's right next to you. It's really about 300 yards that way. So I'm standing next to this great big gigantic tree and I put myself right on it to where I blend in with the tree. I'm not a separate thing standing, but, but animals typically see things that stand separately. So I blend in with my surrounding and there, I'm standing right next to, to, to black water and there's this huge sycamore tree that had fell over and had spanned the whole width of the, of the river there. And it was probably about that big around where it spanned the river. It was probably 30, 40 feet across it. And I see the prettiest red fox that I have ever seen in my life. And he came down and he looked around at that river's edge and he had the, I mean, he looked just like them little cartoons, you know, the, 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 the fox and the hound, you know. He just, he looked just like that. Big red bushy tail, four black feet, a red and white face and white and mixed with red and gorgeous. I mean, he was just gorgeous. And he looked around like this and he looked around like this. And at this time, he was probably from, from me to the back of the church back there away from me. And he decided, well, I'm going to get across that river. And I could tell he was trying to make a decision. And I was just watching him. And I thought, Lord, how beautiful is this thing? And he said, I don't want to get wet. I could just see him. I could almost read his thoughts. So he jumped up on the tree and he just took his time and was like enjoying the view. And he was looking down in the water. And this beautiful red fox jumped up on that whitish gray sycamore tree. It was just the perfect contrast. And you could see him in every way, taking every step, the muscles rippling in his little legs. And he would stop and he would look over like, eh, yeah, things are good in the, in the river today. I think I'm going to go ahead and make my way over. Well, the top of that tree come right within from, from me to that flag of me. And I sat there by that tree and he came walking over and he just jumped right off of that thing onto the bank. And he came right in front of me within three feet of me. Hey, Probably had never saw a human before. And I just looked at him and he walked right this way, never gave me a second look and walked right by me and disappeared up into the woods. I have never forgotten that. That has been at least 20 years ago. And that is something where God just 
showed me His existence. I praised God for seeing that beautiful creation in its natural environment. Or a snow white owl that landed next to my tree stand one time. He come flying across and you can't even hear them things and he just... Doom. And landed... I mean, it was just a perfect landing. I'm thinking, wow, that thing's huge. He comes gliding across like this and just comes up on this tree. He was about from, again, probably just 20, 15, 20 yards. Comes gliding across and kind of comes to a standstill and just kind of drops right on the limb. Didn't make a sound. You could see him put his wings back and go, ah, oh, that felt good. And he twisted his head over and looked at me. And I'm like... And he just looked at me and you could see them eyes... You know, he looked at me. He looked at me. He said, ah, you're all right. I'm just going to look over this way for a while. So he left me alone. And he sat there for, I, I, I know, an hour. Just me and him. And I didn't see anything that day, but I saw him. And that was a successful day. I was just as gratified as if I had took an animal and God would have brought an animal into my hands that day. But God did bring something for me. Big, beautiful snow owl is what I call them. In the same way that God reveals His existence through nature, He also reveals Himself naturally to a person's heart. And this natural revelation can be explained by how a person naturally knows better than to lie, steal, cheat, murder, etc. The commandments and requirements of how to live is naturally revealed by God by some people, but some people refuse to live up to that and leaving themselves in judgment. So talking about natural revelation, the same way that you walk out in the nature and there's just no way that you can mistake God's presence. That's why people love going into forested areas. That's why people love to go take vacations down to the Smoky Mountains. They don't understand it. They don't know why, but I'm telling you, there's just something about it. can tell you why because you're seeing God revealed to you in a general natural way but in the same way as it says in the book of Romans that people that have not heard the law this is where Native Americans come in and people that had never heard the word of God being presented to them the scripture says it says that those people who have not heard the law become a law unto themselves, their conscience declaring them innocent or guilty of keeping the inward, natural, revealed law. Now, I'm a tribal historian, and I can tell you this right now, that every native peoples has a set of laws that coincide with the Ten Commandments. You shouldn't lie. They thought they just couldn't believe Europeans the way they lied. It was a natural offense to them. Why would you lie? Everybody knows you should not do that. Cheat. You shouldn't cheat and steal. Murder. Why would you take another person's life without, without defending your own or for some reason? Coveting. All these things are covered in native cultures. Why? Because God naturally reveals Himself to us in His expectation for how we should live. 
It didn't take a preacher to tell someone they shouldn't lie. And one of the first things that every child will do, the first sin that every child will typically commit is a lie. And they know they shouldn't. Before they even talk to a a preacher or a pastor, they're ashamed of themselves for doing it. Why? Because they have violated the most inward, natural revelation of God even to the child. So when you look at an adult, and you look at a person who's of age, Listen to me, when I tell you this, it's very important. Those people who put God off know better. They know better. Because they have a natural revelation within them of the expectations of human behavior. Because they were created by a God who has those expectations for His creation. You are without excuse then, you see. See what it's saying now? Do you see how this is working? There's no excuse for anybody because everybody knows better. They may not know the ins and outs of Jesus Christ and they may not be able to tell you what justification, salvation, glorification, uh, sanctification means. They may not be able to tell you all that, but by golly, they tell you, they, they can tell you what's right and what's wrong. And that exists within every culture, folks. Every person knows they shouldn't rape a woman or a child. Every, everyone knows, adult or child. When that child comes up to the age, people say, ask me all the time, how do you know when a child reaches the age of accountability? Uh, ability? When it know, knows it's wrong for lying and for bad behavior. Because that child has received the natural revelation that God has intended for it to know. To govern its own life. That way when you as a parent discipline that child what, like you should, you are reinforcing the laws of God on that child. Do you understand how that works? And when you don't enforce the laws of God on that child, you are in rebellion as a parent. You see how this whole thing's coming full circle now. With, with this obvious revelation or revealing of God by nature and the natural revelation to your heart, it leaves us all without an excuse. Without any excuse other than loving evil more than loving good. And man then would have to explain to God why they never accepted Christ as Savior with all these natural and general revelations. I mean, come on, you can't walk out your front door without seeing God. So look at how you are without excuse. Listen to this. God shows His anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people. Listen. Who suppress 
the truth by their wickedness. That's what that means. God so reveals Himself to you in every single way, you have to be suppressing it to live your evil life. There's just no other way. There's so much revelation that God's given you. For you to do evil is a choice you've made to do evil. And even when God has put the law in your heart naturally, by general revelation. For you to go against that is for you to be in rebellion against God. This is why we have no excuses. We have none. Zero. No excuse. Let, him, let me put it to you this way. And this is, I want you to pay close attention to this. People's moral standards are always better than their behavior. Right? We like to make up all kinds of rules that we don't ever intend to follow. We want somebody else to be really good and follow these standards that we have, but we're not following them and we're the ones who made the rules. People's moral standards, hear me, are always better than their behavior. So if people suppress God's truth in order to live their own way, there's no excuse for that. I mean, that's like drop the mic moment. You know what I'm saying? It's like God goes, what up? I gave you every reason to see me. You didn't have to go look for me. I'm here. I mean, just open your window and look out. And then I put it in your heart. And then I give you the scripture. And then I give you Jesus Christ. Okay, somebody come up with a legit excuse here. That even the Bible makes, makes the ability for a person to be saved, even who doesn't know Jesus, who never got taught Jesus. Only thing God's looking for is how well you kept the standards He put in your heart. Now they're without excuse. I want to read you something. This is written by Martin Luther. He said, As a person would be foolish to look for money only to look at it without trying to get it into his possession, so the heathen, though they knew God, were satisfied with and gloried in the mere knowledge of Him. They left out of their mind His worship, in particular, their inward dedication to, to God whom they knew. What a profound statement. Would you ever... Does it satisfy you just looking at a pallet full of $100 bills like my dad's got in his wallet? Sorry, Dad. 
You open up my dad's wallet and archaeologists are dying to go in there and examine the dust that's on the $100 bills within that flap. Well, does it bring you pleasure just looking at that? Is that good enough? If you had a a giant chunk of gold that was worth a billion dollars and you couldn't you had to have a crane to lift it, would you be just satisfied just to make a yard ornament out of that? No. You would want the value of that and take that into your possession to make it yours. Why is it that we can't see the value of God and want to take Him in to our possession? 